Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your purveyor of awesome. This is our chance to talk about the 2017 Tennessee Knockout Extreme Enduro. For this cool down show, I asked Mr. Eric Kula to chat about our weekend so we could bring you all more information about the TKO Enduro. Side note, though, if you haven't seen the photo epic I put together on Ride X365, please go check it out. I'd love your feedback on the pictures and the experience looking through the photo epic. If you'd like to support Seat Time, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash seat time. You could buy a t-shirt from us at fpmg.threadless.com or use one of the affiliate links on seattime.co slash support. But for now, get ready for the crazy. All right, Eric Kudla is now on the call. And guess what, guys? Ah, the beer is open. Let's enjoy a pint full of awesome. Mr. Eric Kudla. Are you, uh, have you gotten all the sweat off of your body from the humid woods of Tennessee? Oh yeah. That was the first thing I did. I mean, I drove all the way to Nashville, um, to stay at a hotel there. And it was kind of like outside. It was kind of sketchy. Like the type side of town was kind of weird and like, like old Nashville and like kind of run down and kind of sketchy, but the room had murals of Elvis. So it totally made up for it. It was great. <laughs> I like that. Uh, was there a lot of gold or like yeah. white in sequins? Like, what did the what were the interior like? Yeah, it was like a regular crappy hotel, but it was like, but the walls, like I said, were Elvis. I think it had a wooden floor, which was kind of cool, like a really nice wooden floor. Did they leave you and some like, like blue uh, suede shoes type slippers that you could wear around? It wasn't. It wasn't Elvis enough. I feel like they did have this weird you. like yeah. life size. Yeah, they had this weird life size cutout of Dolly Parton. In the, um, in the like, lobby, so I feel like like twenty years ago, this place was like the best. Could you right pretend now, to grab her boobs? No longer was like was the cutout like like life? no, it wasn't three D. No, <sighs> no, it was like a wax wax deal. It was flat. But anyways, well, that's we need wax versions of that. <clears throat> oh, and ironically, uh, the restaurant that I went to that night was the TKO restaurant. <laughs> you got to live it. It was the, all over again. Yeah, it was TK. I wanted to go to BB King's, but it was booked until next week. And I was like, oh, that sucks. And then, all right, next thing. What's what's next on my list? TKO. Went, oh, all right. Chinese Fusion. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. So, Well, there you go. Well, I'm glad it that... It worked a, a good way to wrap it up. Heck yeah, I'm glad you got out of the woods alive. So for those of you who don't know, Mr. Eric <clears throat> Kudla is our off-road racing manager with the AMA. Thank goodness that he has been doing such a fantastic job. I know that he has made some announcements and people were talking about things that could be coming in the future next year. This really isn't the place for that. I know that they're putting everything into position for that but be on the lookout for 2018 and those of you that enjoy hard and or extreme enduros however you want to look at that but this past weekend we had you know the seventh annual tennessee knockout and we got to see cody webb win his fifth consecutive uh, overall at the event i i would just like to say balls in your court eric what were some of the things that stood out to you and then we can kind of dig into some of the racing that happened uh stood out to me about the win i mean literally the it's the weekend, weekend bro weekend Oh, the weekend was great. I mean, there was so many people there. I mean, it, it, well, one of the, okay, well, one of the big things about this event this year, um, and it was different than all the, of all the rounds leading up to this was they had a real spring in Tennessee this year. They had real rain. And so, as you saw, Lampkin Falls was, was the falls. It was running. <laughs> there was and, actually I mean, water the, at the, the TKO the, this year. The, big, I mean, there was, there's always rain and, and stuff like that. But I mean, there was like, the river crossings were big, big river crossings. I mean, they were, they were, there was a lot, a lot of running water, even though it was super hot and super muggy, 
and really dry and even got a little dusty in spots there was a lot a lot a lot of water so it really kind of changed the dynamic and even even at one point when um in one of the the heats they were saying that uh graham drivers was leading on adjusted time and he lost a full minute in the last river crossing oh wow on and yeah and 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 uh webb got him on every single portion of the event um on his end on the pro end that's damn impressive and so yeah and so that was that was something that was a lot different than than the last time i went last year that was my first year but a lot different than i've seen and what a lot of guys have said and just that there were so many people i mean there was last year there was a lot a lot of people for how much it rained and this year there was twice as many in the whole there was so many people. Yeah. And I think to that point, like what's nuts is that we always have seen like Sunday kind of be the big day. Right. But like typically we've seen people come in on Sunday where now from what I saw, the pictures talking to Drew Kirby and Will Presson and a bunch of other people that were there, the uh, cook and all them, there was like, those people were there Friday. Like they showed up Mm -hmm. ready to watch hard enduro action on Friday, you know, starting Saturday with the good times all the way through the weekend, which I think, just showcases how much more just in the past year this event has grown in popularity for just mm-hmm. for spectators yeah oh yeah absolutely i mean i think once people because we're not in off-road we're not really used to that gncc lots of spectating enduro yeah no not <laughs> nope, at all nope. you know what i mean like <laughs> thanks for no. being at the uh, I mean, pit stops girlfriends and wives and boyfriends cool. and people <laughs> well yeah, and that's national enduro. There's pit stops. Like when I did, when we would do enduros on the West Coast, or like regular enduros out here. I mean, even out here, they're like that. There's the gas stop, and that's it. And and if and if there's an if it, there's a gas truck, like my dad went came up and drove with us all like nine hours driving all through the night to get us this enduro, and we left for seven hours, and then came back. Right. And that was it. That was all that. That's he was like, well, that was fun. And so, yeah, I mean, that was it. It's totally worse than worth a hair it. and hound. I mean, there's you're gone. And so, so with National Enduro and, and a lot of the other events, they've they've learned, you know, that's that's there's cool there's spots people can go to see with gas the little pits the the at the end of each trek so the factory guys can go. I mean, it's so that's way better. But in general, in off road, there's not a ton of spectating. Hair and hound, Baja. I mean, you have to chase these guys. It's a, right. it's an ordeal. But with this, I think people have really started to learn, especially with all the the great videos coming out. And just, I think, you know, every time one guy comes, he brings three more people the next year and it's kind of just exponentially gotten bigger. But the people have really learned that they can spectate it. And there's a lot of spectating. And and even the big loops where they're gone for a while, TKO2 is like an hour away. So we'll get some lunch and then go out again. Yep. So... Yeah, and uh, I think for me, like big highlights were being able to see a lot of the updates. You know, for the past, I think the past two years, 15 and 16, was the expectation was that we were going to see some large updates. We never really saw that, but I think that now that there's there might be the potential for like larger things from Red Bull, but that there's kind of pressure to step up the event for that. I think it really put uh, some fire under some people's bums. And so what we saw there in the the old kind of training ground uh, now like is a legit badass you know uh, endurocross track. Um, but what's what what makes it so fantastic is that it can be completely aligned by the spectators. Now that completely transitions into my second highlight was the straight rhythm LCQ that they put together, and I'm so glad that they had 15 minutes to make that happen because 
when they lined the sides of that course with spectators and those guys were literally going head to head. I mean, everyone was, you know, just going nuts and, and yelling and hooting and hollering. And I think honestly, for majority of the people there, that was probably the highlight was being, you know, that close to that kind of intense action. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you heard me because as you know, being there, um, I ended up being the announcer. <laughs> you uh, became the, throat... uh, the master of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I mean, that's why my throat's kind of jacked up still. Um, but, uh, so, uh, that was something that I mentioned multiple times. Is this something, this is something we need to have yesterday. Right. And have, you know what I mean? Like have, have the pros doing this. I mean, we want to see, I mean, that was awesome. Having Hiroshi Takahashi, the guy from Japan and the, the two, or are they two, the, the two Chucks or the two Charleses or whatever. Yeah. Chuck and, and a Charles, guy, but and they the both guys. go by the other name too. So yeah, Chuck I don't know Charles. who's who. <laughs> Exactly. And then there was a fourth guy. Um, but the funny thing was, is those three guys are all buddies. Except Hiroshi is from Japan. The other three guys are all friends, so they're like, "We have to race against each other." Nice, you're <laughs> going to be down. The last one in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's perfect. But that was—I mean, we those guys are rad. But we want to see Jarvis and Webb and Ashburn and see them come. Like all the guys going at it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I bet really you. See, like, that was, we, that was I think huge. I almost think that that could be how the event starts: is bracket style. You know, head yeah. to head, like, and uh, and then that instead of doing a you know a four minute hot lap on a one mile short course, what they do is do something like that for for everybody yeah. for all. What is it? All fifty of well, the absolutely. people that start the first event. Uh, yeah, and well, and what uh, Eric Perinard and Sean Philly or not Sean Philly, uh, Sean Finley. Um, I actually have a buddy Sean Finley, but or Philly, but anyways, Finley was actually talking about, um. Uh, like that's something that definitely could happen in the future and have, you know, maybe the top, the top 12, or it has to be, it has to be four, eight or 16. So the top 16 guys would, we would do a bracket race Saturday and, and maybe figure out who's first in the hot laps instead of just who won last year. Yeah. It'd be well, know, that kind of thing. So that's definitely if something. If they're going to do something about. on Saturday, here's here's a little bit of like the rev limiter. They did that where the pros had like a hot lap on Saturday afternoon that was like put them in their spots for starting on Sunday. And the only thing that sucks uh-huh. about that is like they get ready and they go do 15 minutes worth of riding and then they're done. Right. And, and you you dirtied yeah. your bike. You you dirtied your gear. Right. Like all these things. And then everybody has to work hard again to get ready for the next day when all you really did, you didn't even put an hour's worth of effort together, right? So I say if they're going to do that on sun, on Saturday, then there needs to be, you know, a little Some bit more, things. a little bit more to it, right? Like, so maybe yeah. like the, the first amateur thing is, is Saturday morning, like it always is. And then the second amateur thing is Saturday afternoon, but it's inclusive of some kind of pro thing. And then after all of that is when they then do maybe this this top 16 deal, right? So then everybody yeah. is kind of, and you know how badass it would be to be on the trail and like Cody Webb comes riding oh, yeah. past you. You'd be like, oh my God, I got passed by Webb. Like, yeah, so. Something like that. Well, anyways, we, or we could do it Sunday morning. I mean, either way. Yeah, wake up I mean, earlier. There's, there's, it's not like I didn't drink too many margaritas Saturday night to wake up earlier. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I mean, the sun doesn't go down till nine. I mean, you have, we have plenty of time to do a lot of stuff. I know that it's already a long day though. It is for sure. But that regardless of the idea of where this could go, it could go anywhere. That's what's so great about the format and just extreme enduro in general. You go absolutely any, you can do Saturday, you do it. They could do Friday, whatever, while we're doing signups, they could do whatever. And that was also another thing they had discussed was 
potentially like the the thought of adding another day of competition. It's yeah. getting to that big to where there's they we they could do an entire another day, and that could be youth and women on their own day or something like that. You know what I mean? There's they, they, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. So, that's what's so great about it. Well, um. I want to let's talk a little bit about the racing that we saw. So you, you kind of like hit the nail on the head mentioning that Cody Webb won everything this year. He's obviously done really well in the past. And I, he, I think he might have done that once before, but if he hasn't, he's come really close to it. But the thing I think that stands out about him doing that this year is with Jarvis being there. Now, the problem with me making that yeah. statement is people are going to say, have said the same thing about Walker. <clears throat> ah, but Walker was there. Ah, but wait, Young was there. It's like, I, I'm, I'm with you, but I think people have been waiting for Jarvis, right? Like that's been kind of a, the, the the ultimate, if you will, of we need to see what he can do against what a lot of people consider the current best hard enduro rider, you know, on the earth right now. And I think that that would be Jarvis. Yeah. And, and just like all the other European guys that you mentioned uh, uh, that came over, uh, he had the same result. So uh, that's what ended <laughs> up happening, first. you know, I mean, <laughs> not first. And that's, I mean, that's, that's a testament to it. And again, that was something I said at the finish is, is Jarvis is doing great. Tied the best ever non-American finish so far. Yeah. And so <laughs> still, you know, that's, that's still second. I mean, and, but that's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's, it Jarvis has beaten, been beaten by those other guys too. I mean, Walker's beaten him and, and those guys, I mean, it, it's, the the competition at this level is getting so crazy and there's there's actually like a group of i mean Lind, lindenbacher didn't he just recently win win one of the events uh like one of the hard enduros you know talking about yeah i'm not sure i know Ro- Did he win uh, Mar- uh no that was jarvis jarvis who won, who somebody won one of the big ones recently anyways totally different guy martin uh, Litton, whatever, Schmacher. I think it's Littenbacher. I think you're right. I think come the on. name's right, but I have no idea which one he did. Oh, come on. All right, I got Google right here. There you go. Do uh, it. I can't get to my keyboard because I'm how got... How do you spell that guy's name? It starts with an L, ends in Bacher. But T-N-B-A. so as you Google that though, I think what's what's great is we had some. So we were supposed to have Wade Young back this year, and I think that we would have seen some great yeah. competition from him because the format is a little bit different from what a lot of the Europeans are used to racing. Like Webb, now that he's done this event so many times and was a bridesmaid for two years, and then has won it now. You know, he had won yeah. it four and now five. Like the format is different. So I would have thought that Wade Young coming back, he would have had just a little bit more of an edge on a lot of the other people that have come over for the first time. But then of course he did get injured at Romaniacs, which is unfortunate. And so he was not able to come over, but Sherco was able to bring over Mario Roman. And that guy is awesome. I don't know oh. if you guys got a chance to chat with him. I'm sure you did, Eric, but Holy crap. Yeah. He's a super cool dude. His English is awesome. So I didn't have to try to screw up Spanish. Um, <laughs> it was, but yeah, I mean, and then the guy comes out, you know, in uh, a couple times was second in some of the TKOs and I think second in the hot yeah. lap and then uh, did really good in, in the, the first TKO. And then, of course, we see him come in third place. Now, he did get lapped by Cody Webb uh, when it came down to it with the 40 minutes of racing there at the end. But yeah, I still think that he did fantastic for coming over kind of like last minute after just winning, you know, Vikings over in Sweden. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he, you know, he uh, that was a surprise. I didn't really know. I mean, I know that 
he's he's in the hard enduro and i know from a previous post of the event that that cody webb has beaten him before already um but i really i mean he was a guy for Sherco from spain he was very like you said like you saw at the finish he was very excited to have been there he was really excited to be at the event and so he uh i, I but i didn't know what to expect from him and he did really really well i mean like you said even though even though he um uh even though he ended up uh, getting third and getting lapped, he still got third in his first time ever being there. And just like Jarvis said, this is like no other hard enduro, really. It's a real fast sprint. And, and like you said, with Wade Young being there, um, he would, he would have at least had, he would at least known what to expect. And so he didn't know what to expect. He went in there blind. Did you hear all the suspension issues he had? Uh, With Mario? Yeah. Uh, I know that he, that his shock got taken by the TSA and then they were having some yeah. issues with the forks once they were trying to get everything yeah. settled. All but of those I don't issues. Know, yeah, I don't know the details so with from, the forks. From, I don't know either. But what I understand is he was running stock suspension by the end of the event. Ugh. Like when the event actually all started, he was running stock just someone else's office bike suspension. And so that's why one thing with, that they posted on getting third is that he won or he got third on a stock Sherco because it was. Because the only thing that, was, that wasn't stock was his suspension and he couldn't use it. <laughs> yeah, because they stole the shock, and then the the front yeah. forks didn't match the they shock that they put it. on. So I was like, oh. they didn't send it home. They just took it. Yeah, apparently that that's was the, it. That stuff there gets talked no, later on no in shock. time. So it's like interesting, yeah. like the way that works. So yeah. So I was actually thinking of Andreas Letten Bichler, Letten Bichler, Bichler, Bichler. I like that. Letty, Letty, Letty. We'll go with that. Whatever. Anyways, anyways, that's what everybody calls him, I guess. But anywho, um. Uh, what did he win? So, yeah. What did he win? Did you Google so, it? Did Mar- you find it out? What did he win? I didn't. I didn't get that far. I thought we were okay. talking about that. That's good. That's Let's good. Okay, That's wait, fine. Wait, wait, so, I thought we had conversations. You know what I think it was? The last day, or was that uh, Chris? No, no. I think he won the last day of of last of of Romaniacs. Okay. But Jarvis won the race. I think. I thought that's what I. Any, anyways. Anyways, the way it breaks down, I think so. One yeah. of the best performances we've seen from Max Gersten, which is interesting because if you talk to him throughout the event, he didn't he didn't <laughs> ever feel like he was really like lighting the world on fire. But by the end of it, he came mm-hmm. out fourth. I think that's awesome. Uh, and then his yeah. his his partner in crime on Beta, Jordan Ashburn, coming in fifth. And there's some great pictures out yeah. there. Um, was it Art Pepin or was it Larry Mayo? Or Darren, one of those guys was posting pictures, yeah, of them helping each other. It was Larry because he asked friends of Max to tag whoever the other guy was, and it was Jordan. Yeah, so go look at yeah. Larry Mayo's pictures, and he's got pictures of Larry, uh, Max and Jordan there yeah. helping each other up the waterfall, which is nuts. Yeah, cool. That's cool that Max got fourth. Yeah, because that's yeah, tied his best finish ever. Yeah. One of the things that I was kind of disappointed was Ben Kelly's seventh. I don't know what it is. And I did not get a chance to talk to Ben this year, unfortunately. But one of the things that I could say watching, you know, outside looking in, of course, so I don't have any proof of this. He just looked more tired than normal, uh, which is interesting because last year he had he rode all day Saturday where this year he didn't. So I'm wondering if he had some travel issues or just didn't eat well or something. Well, did you see the first corner? Where he in the was he one of the guys that biffed it on that log? He was the last rider out of the first corner. So and he he um was shaking his wrist. It looked like mm. at a glance. I'm just standing there watching, doing the announcing thing, but it looked like he was shaking his wrist. And he just recently had wrist surgery and he's just recently been like getting a lot better. Ah, so it's very that... possible he tweaked his 
It's very possible okay. he tweaked his wrist. And and he, I mean, he was he wasn't doing bad either, though. I mean, so he did the same amount of laps as Max Gersten. Yeah. So he was only he was only uh, twenty two seconds behind Max Gersten. And and that's the thing is you gotta you gotta realize when I say look oh, wait, no. tired, uh, you know these guys are these their look tired compared to what my look tired would have been is obviously you know a different ball game. And yeah, then too to come actually, up, find out about the wrist was, thing that probably makes a lot yeah. of sense now. Well, he was yeah not twenty two seconds. I was actually looking at their final lap time, but whatever he was he was running a twenty second slower lap time than uh thirty yeah thirty four seconds than uh, Max. Yeah. So. Anyways, he was creeping up. I mean, he was last, like last, last. So, yeah. and putt putting out of the. I thought he was going to call it a day, and it looked like he was having a really rough day. I mean, falling off that bridge and just it. And then, yeah, he seemed like he was just having issues. Um, same thing with Noah. I mean, Noah was one of the ones we were we were rooting for going into because he's done really well. Yeah. Last year, he was running third overall and got stuck on the hill. If you remember that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he he just kind of felt weird got his foot peg stuck under a root and then couldn't get his bike off the hill and was Ugh. stuck. And I'm, I'm 15 feet away. I can't do anything but watch him. Yeah. You're like, you can go <laughs> run up and clap next to him. Go Noah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Try more. Oh, and I this mean, year, Noah was the one that had his bike fall on top of him at the, at the, at the rock ledges at the waterfall lock rock oh, ledges. Jesus. And it was bad enough that people had to help him. Like, because the yeah. bike was still running, it was yeah. on top of him. Nobody knew if he had been punctured, like by a foot peg or by a handlebar, Ugh. right? Like it was Anything, that kind. Of, yeah. It was that kind of bad. Oh. And so, um, yeah, they they ran over there and grabbed that bike. But I mean, that was the right thing to do. And I, nobody, you know, there's yeah. not going to be one person that's going to complain oh, no. about that well, that saw it because well, that, we wanted to make sure are, he was alive. Yeah. Well, there are two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there are two times that you can help outside assistance. So there's no outside assistance. It's an AMA rule. No outside assistance. And as far as streaming McDermott goes, generally, I mean, that's cool when you get fans to pull you up a hill, but if you can't make the hill, I, mean, I guess. Okay. I can't make it either, so whatever. I'm, I'm just saying. But anyways, um, so no outside assistance, except in the case if a rider's blocking the trail or a rider um, like needs help out of his bike or is injured. I got to actually look up the rule as to exactly how it says it, but if the, if the safety of the riders and the riders around him are just concerned. So nice. well, we, we fit that, that second kind of rule for sure. Well, um, I was yeah. too far away, but yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful for the guys <sighs> that jumped in there and took care of Noah and made sure that he was good to go. Speaking of rule books, I was really impressed with your, here's my rule book and I will throw it at you comment while you were talking to everybody. <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, he's, he's here. Yeah. He's not, he's here to not play games. He's here to be serious. Yeah, no, totally. And, and that's, that's my job. And that's what I do. That's yeah. uh, I try I do my best. I mean, the rule book was written by um, the AMA Congress, which is AMA delegates, which is made up all of clubs and all of our racers and all the people that are voted in by the other clubs and the districts. And we, I, my job is to make sure that people follow the rules that they want people to follow. And so that's just, you know, that's just what I do. Yeah. So, and you do, do a good my job best within reason, right? within reason. Well, this is like, you kind of just had your huh? one year anniversary, right? Yeah, no, this was, uh, this was, oh, that's what I was going to say about the uh, obstacles. So the, in the, the infield, the playground, whatever, is this was only my second time there because last time was like the third event I went to as being the AMA manager. Um, so this was, yeah, my one-year anniversary. Um, actually, June 30th is my first, or third, June, July 1st, pretty much. It was my first official day at the AMA. But um, so, yeah, what I was going to say about the playground was, to me, it changes every year. 
because this was only my second year. Oh. So I was like, well, that's cool. They changed it around. Cool. Okay. And then uh, we were scoring with Jeremy and um, Jason Hooper, um, uh, Jeremy Salem, Jason Hooper. And they, uh, he was like, it's glad they finally, they added some stuff because they haven't changed it the whole time. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't really realize that that was just a staple. That's what it looks like. Um, so it was great that they actually added that all on and got, I mean, we have a whole nother field right behind it. To, if, if they want to expand it even more, there's more. Yeah, I miss the escargot. It just looks so cool. And obviously, I got a chance to ride it last year or the past two years. And it's just yeah. so neat to be able to ride that. But I get it, man. Those things are just a beating to set up. So, you know, I'm oh. fine with it. it. They just look cool from the top and they look they, they look great to ride as a rider. But from the sides, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know what's going on. Everybody's yeah. in the same spot. Kind of weird. Yeah, but I can tell you when we were when we had them at the UMC Enduro and you're coming, you're already four minutes late. And that's you come over the hill and you have to do that now and you can see the check. That sucks. Well, that sh- no shouldn't fun. be four that's minutes the, behind. That's, that's the last thing I want to see. Um, but it's just one of those things. And then everybody's there, so like, oh crap. They're like, ha, <laughs> you're five minutes behind now, sucker. And you're falling because you're trying to race <laughs> through this thing. Uh, well, hopefully you don't they do, do a desert race or you don't have to turn. Yeah. So. Or how to do anything. But you know, whatever. Oh, and you have uh, to switch sh- the other way. Oh. Now that you figured it out, you gotta switch it around. Yeah, uh, I hope they do it at Zinc again because I'm going to be there riding. That was so much fun last year. But let's get – so one okay. of the people we kind of skipped over after Ashburn in sixth place with Corey Grafunder. I'm a, I wouldn't yep. say I'm a little disappointed. I just think that he's a top five kind of guy, right? Like So to see him yeah. in sixth, I was kind of like, okay. I was like, obviously yeah. it's tough and other guys are doing good and having good days. Eighth yeah. place, congrats to Mitch Culver's because I know that his goal – I Yep, I do it every time. Carl Wolf, uh His goal <laughs> all this time has been to be the top ten. Right, and he finally got it. So he got eighth this year. So congrats yeah. to him on that. Carvolf. Um, Carvolf. That's, that, that's how Klingons he actually just did Erzberg. I know. He actually just went and did Erzberg. Um, he wasn't able to finish within the time, but he still finished the course, which is just like same thing with TKO. And people don't finish within the time, but they still finish. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And it's Erzberg. I mean, it's it's the kind of the mother i mean they're all really hard in their own way but erzberg is the one yeah him and quinn are the two privateers that bust their ass to put as as whatever kind of program together that they can to make it to as many of these hard enduro events as they can like you know these are the two that are like true true privateers you know they have these that they don't have full team outfits or anything like that and just making it happen um i know ben kelly is probably on that same that same level, but I think that with <laughs> he has a little bit more support when it comes to because of the fact yeah. of how much he does with J Day and some of the more northeastern yeah. stuff. And then he has done some GNCCs and stuff like that. But Quinn yeah, Witzel right there behind Mitch in uh, in ninth. So congrats to him. These are two guys that we saw on the podium at the Revlimiter. Um, obviously, we hope that those guys come back um, to to have some more fun with us there. Uh-huh. Do you uh, okay? And then we come into the guys that were on Saturday. So we saw a lot. So Noah Keppel obviously was in, but a lot of the guys here from tenth uh, and eleventh: Grayson Gonzalez, and then Keola. It's, it's, no, it's a. You so they, say it they for corrected me. me like a million times, and I kept doing it. So it's Grayson Gonzalez. Gonzalez. And and hold on, I'll tell you the story. And Kealoha Estrella. And so they're Hawaiian. Oh. And so they're from Hawaii. So, so we would have screwed I kept that up saying, regardless. Well, I kept saying Grayson Gonzalez and Keloa Estrella because I'm from California. That's how you say oh, those names. You're like, oh, it's Spanish. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's Spanish. And they're like, no, it's, 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 uh, I think they said it's Portuguese. And I was like, 
And Isn't that Spanish? And yeah. like, no, but no, but this is how we say it on Hawaii. I was like, oh, you say it all gringo. That's hilarious. That's like, <laughs> that, that's, right. that's, that's so funny to me that you're like, no, it's Kealoa Astrola. Like, oh, okay, that's cool. But no, these guys, this, these guys were no jokes. So, so Grayson and Kealoa, the, you know, the, remember the two amateur guys um, from last year that were from Hawaii? Yes. They brought these guys. Ah, okay. And so, so yeah, the, it was, these guys killed it. And so, uh, same thing with, uh, if you look, they were pretty far back in the rows too, to qualify this well in, in, uh, the morning. So like, like Kailoa was on row 34 in the morning and still, I think he qualified in the top five or something. And so these guys, these guys from Hawaii are really good at this stuff because it's yeah. really rough on their eye and they're all from the same Island. I was talking to the brothers you're talking about from last year and they were sending me some footage of some, some riding that they do there in Hawaii. And it was like, their like (laughs) weekend rides are as tough, if not tougher than the KTO or TKO. Like, yeah, I was like, you guys, I was like, is that fun? Like what the hell? So yeah, yeah, they, they ride some gnarly shit for sure. Yeah. And they have a big hare and hound on their uh, Island and it's like the toughest race in all of Hawaii. And it's the biggest one. And, and I was joking with this last time. I was like, so you guys get any finishers? And like, yeah, a few. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Call Red, Red Bull and get the last man standing going again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Do you know how their events work in Hawaii? I have no idea. So, so basically they lay out this, they lay out this course and they have these like little jugs on the trees that have little, um, little like check numbers and you put them. It's like the old school, like how Baja used to do it, where you would pick up, you'd pick up the check um, paper and you put it in your little, uh, you have like a little. Oh, so kind of, it's, it's like a poker run. Water bottle point. with a slit in it. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you do. And so whoever has the most check numbers wins. Jesus. Like, that's because it's that hard to get out to these sections and like they can't send course workers out there. And there's right. Cause you can only get there just, on a single track dirt bike or walking. Yeah. Wow. Or walking. And these guys aren't finishing. So and these are the top guys. So. Wow. At least that's what I was told. Yeah, so, they, they were they were spinning yarns. They were spinning yarn. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, oh, who yeah. knows? They're better than I am, that's so, for damn sure. Yeah. And so yeah, so those two guys killed it. Those were our top amateurs. And so that was one thing that we kept saying um <clears throat> about about Ben Kelly specifically, because he was our top amateur last year, finishing fourth overall. Right. Is we kept saying we're looking for our next Ben Kelly. And that's that's Grayson and Kailoa. You know, that's those one guys of those were guys. right there. <laughs> that's one of them. I mean, that's they were our top amateurs, tenth and eleventh overall out of uh, out of the fifteen guys that qualified for that final event. And and the a cool thing too is, oh, you keep going through the guys. You can keep going through the guys. Oh, I was gonna say just twelfth, Josh Rooker Smith on a KTM. Uh, so Ken Brooks was telling me that this is like one of those good old boy dudes, like mountain fed, like huge dude. You know, yeah. just, but, but super good old boy, right? Like <clears throat> we'll just like stop mm-hmm. in a race and help the guy that's crashed kind of a thing. And so he was excited to have seen him do so good. 13th, Noah Keppel, um, which again, I think we were a little disappointed by that, that he was there, but again, it sounded like, you know, with all everything that had to go on to get him from underneath that motorcycle, you know, for him to not be in last, mm-hmm. congrats. And then, uh, George Kowalski, maybe <clears throat> Am I gonna, is that Hawaiian too that yeah. I'm screwing up? Yep. Yep. No, 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 he's not a Hawaiian. So the cool <laughs> thing about George Kowalski is he was he was like the last finisher, not the last. He was one of the later finishers um, in uh, TKO, the the like knockout right before this one. 
right before the final one. Okay, and he broke yeah, yeah. his foot peg off oh. and finished the whole race missing his foot peg. What? And so, yeah, so so he came. his dad came over, whoever his mechanic was, came over and was like, can you announce that we need a foot peg? So then Bob from Kenda brought a foot peg. And so they're lining up, like, ready to go for the start of the race. And they're going to the, start. For the main? Like, this for is, the main? This is going to happen. Yeah, for the main. So this is going to happen. They're they're it's getting ready. They're getting ready. They're giving them the rider's instructions. They're about to tell him, you know, two minutes or whatever. And he's getting it changed and put on. And he gets up there right as they're about to start with the new foot peg. <laughs> and and, uh, and ends up getting not last. Not last. And then Chris, Satter, correct, yeah. Chris Satterfield, 15th on a Husqvarna. Um, in quote-unquote last, I say that because... Any of these guys are, I mean, all of these guys are badasses. Like to be 15th at the TKO, you know, even listening to what Jarvis and Roman have been talking about, you know, coming over for their first time about how different <coughs> and difficult this race is. It's not that it's a difficult hard enduro. It's not that it's a different hard enduro. It's that the format's totally different. But then even though the format is different, it's still extremely difficult for, yeah. you know, these top riders. Yeah. Well, and Chris Satterfield, that's one of the Hawaiian guys. So we had Another three one. Hawaiian guys in this Holy final. Holy snikes. Yeah, that was and the, that's one that of the, the original from Hawaiian last year, guy. right? Yeah. That's one of the brothers. And so the even better part, so um, Casey is his brother and Chris. So Casey was on the bubble to get knocked out for the for the final as the as the third rider um, from his group. So it was the top three riders from each group. Right. Um, in that that second to last whatever qualifier for TKO. And Casey was on the bubble until Chris came in and knocked him off. Ah, uh, so it was between the brothers? And so, yeah, so it was between the brothers, and Chris ended up beating him. Ah, uh, so, he's taking that one home so, for a yeah. while. He's like, he's got a year to rub that one yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, yeah, so that was, I don't think that was the one that was top three. I think that was the 25 top qualifiers, something like that. Right. That Because that's the tough thing with TKOs. There's so many, like, little different races all in one. Um, the hot that's that's what makes it cool too is it's got that hot lap it's got the the head-to-head now we have that lcq and then we have the the uh, five groups of five and then the top three from each of those groups and so there's it's kind of cool there's a bunch of like little different races and different ways to spectate and places to spectate so it's cool yeah, Anyways. no, agreed. Yeah, so I, I, we're going to do a tad bit of Enduro Cross talk because that's going to be going on this weekend. But definitely for those of you who are tuning in who have not been to the Tennessee Knockout, it needs to be on your list. Um, and it doesn't need to be on your list as a rider. If you want to ride it, good for you. Get out there and do it. I'll tell you, as somebody that's done this three times, it's always harder than you think it's going to be. You're always like, oh, I've been training. I've been in good shape. I'm doing stuff. You're never in enough good shape. Um, you're not one of the top 15, uh, and, and it's going to kick your ass. So get out there, have fun. And if you don't want to ride it, don't ride it. Come out there on Friday, get ready to have a good time. Make sure you go to the Mexican restaurant either Friday or Saturday night for some margaritas and karaoke and some decent Mexican food. I did not uh, I did not uh, poop my britches the next day, so I would say it's at least decent Mexican food. If it had been uh, non-decent, uh, it would have been a bad day in the woods on Sunday. But uh, luckily enough, it worked out. So, okay, any last tidbits, um, Eric, for anybody that might want to come to the TKO next year. Um, well, just just like you said, I mean, I haven't raced it both years, and it was fantastic. It was still one of the biggest events um, of this kind that I've been to personally, and it was it was uh, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. And actually, uh, my wife Ocean is going to be coming. Um, she was going to come this year, but it just didn't work out. So she, she's definitely coming next year. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and 
uh, that Mexican restaurant is actually really, really good. I ended up eating there three days in a row, and that's where I was able to introduce you to horchata. Oh, yes, yes, so, that, that drink yeah, you were drinking. So, yeah, so so I got there on the uh, on Thursday. We were having dinner um, with Eric Perinard and and Catherine and Charlie and all the people who put on the event and and those guys and and um, I asked them. They said, "What do you want to drink?" And I said, "Horchata." And they said, "What?" And like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" We're the Mexican. It's Las Margaritas Nine. Like, yeah. what, you don't have horchata. Like, this is weird. What do you mean? And and they're like, "No, that's only for parties and stuff." Why would you want horchata? And I was like, "It's a Mexican restaurant, man." Because it's good. And then, so then, yeah, exactly. So then the next day, I went with the scoring crew guys and the, some of the filmer guys and and. Uh, Asked her again, or she was like, started calling me that. Oh, you want horchata again? I bet. And I'm like, yes. And then she's like, oh, we don't have any. Um, but tomorrow, I'll make sure they make some because it's Saturday night, and I'll tell them that they need to make them, and you got to come in. And I was like, heck yeah. And she's like, and it's karaoke. <laughs> and so, <Okay>. so <laughs> yeah. So it was like, yes, horchata and karaoke, perfect. You have made and my so, Saturday in Tennessee. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be great. And three days in a row at this Mexican place. I can't, I, it's better than Hardy's. This is great. And so, so then, um, Saturday, uh, I, I was beat. Uh, we just did the awards. Moose has that great, um, uh, barbecue dinner and all that stuff. They have the, the pulled pork and the chicken and all that stuff for everybody. Um, so I was full, but horchata. <laughs> gotta so, do it. Gotta go. So I went, which was awesome, and it ended up being like the whole Sherco team, a couple locals, and then everybody from Texas. <laughs> so you, you, um, the, the marks, Mark, Mark Koch, Cook, or whatever, Cook. Koch, I like to whatever. say Mark Cock, but you know, whatever. It's it's supposed yeah. to be Cook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, his daughter, her fiance. Uh, the other Mark, um, yep. Art Rick is there, Nolan, Pepin, yep. um, yeah, Art everybody's and the, the wives and others. And, yeah. And then like, so we get there and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do karaoke. And then so they're doing karaoke and it seems like it's the same three dudes doing every single song. I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. And so, oh, Hunter Newworth. I think yep. you said that already with the silver chain. Um, again, <laughs> I've never seen people race with silver chains except for from Connecticut. So like, Johnny, Johnny Grar, Girard and, and Hunter. And they're like, yeah, this never comes off. Like, All right. Yeah, it will cool. when it takes your head off, <laughs> but yeah. whatever. Anyways, do your thing. Cool. Um, so, so same three dudes. So I'm like, kind of like, is there a list? What are we doing here? Like, there's no nothing. And it was like, Oh, you should do karaoke. Like joking. I'm like, no, that's really why I came. I'm like, we're <laughs> karaoke. This is happening. And so, so um, go up to the dude, and I was like, hey, where's your list? He's like, list? I don't need no list. I got 4,000 songs. And I said, <laughs> what do you okay. want? Okay, easy living. And he goes, what? What's that? I'm like, okay, where's your list, man? And so he, he never heard the song before. So anyways, got to do karaoke, and then uh, you got to do karaoke a couple times. Yeah, what's funny is all those videos that we were sending my wife, she's like, I don't know how those guys got you up there because I never do karaoke. Um, it's just not really my thing. But it was what got me up there was the fact that it was a group of people that wanted to just go there. You know what I mean? Be like, silly. But, yeah, yeah, like it wasn't, 
like I don't do a lot of karaoke in because it's just too many people that feel like they're trying to like you know sing right awesome. and I'm like that's yeah. not why you do karaoke you don't go to karaoke to sing quote unquote you go karaoke to be crazy like and so yeah. I had I had uh, all the young gentlemen uh, like yourselves and then uh, Mr. Wolfie Newworth up there with us and we were we were rocking yep. and rolling and uh, I would say the locals probably went home and cried themselves to sleep. Yeah, I think there was a couple of people that left pissed off. I think I think that was like a real thing. So, <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, there was some lady all mad, but that might have been that might have been a domestic dispute. Who might have been? <laughs> yeah, so, small town in Tennessee. It's, it's either the karaoke yeah, singers yeah. or a domestic dispute. Yeah, who knows? Um, so, anyways, uh, anybody that wants to come to Tennessee Knockout, like I said, great time. Charlie and Catherine are super welcoming at the Trials Training Center. Um, and it's just, and I mean, my favorite part of the event, I'm going to say more than anything is being able to see all of my friends and all these people from all over the place, from California and Arizona and New York and Connecticut and Florida and, and Europe and, and Japan and, and just dudes that I don't see anywhere else. Like I go to the GNCCs, I go to the national Jersey West coast guys, or they're, they don't do that kind of racing. And so it's really cool to be able to get to see all of those people in one place. So, cause where else like in America, can you go to a cool event like that at the, at the moment, anyways, go to a cool event like that and see Cody Webb, Graham Jarvis, um, uh, the Sherco guys, uh, Marco, Mark Ramon, um, uh, all of those guys. How? How? Where else? Are you, the guys from Japan. Those guys are awesome. I know. Um, all those the guys, guys from those guys, SRT. I, lo- I loved it. What was uh, the main Japan racer like when he was in that knockout? Uh, like Hiroshi Takahashi. Yeah, he yeah. was like, "Where are you, crowd? Like, get Pumping into this." People and I up. loved yeah, that, that man. Awesome. Dude probably couldn't speak a lick of English, but he was totally Barely. getting the crowd pumped up. Like, he it was speaks awesome. the least English of all of the group. He speaks the least. And so all he's got to do is ride and get the crowd going. That's it. Those are the two things he needs to do. Exactly. So he was having a blast. So that's, what's so great about this event is you get to see all of those people in one place and you get to see, I get to see Brian Pierce. I get to see Craig Thompson from SRT. I get to see Jason Hooper and those guys from full gas. I get to see Eric Pernard from Enduro cross (laughs) from Eric Pernard. (laughs) Yeah. From all that. Sean Finley from Enduro cross and all that whole crew that I only get to see here or in Durocross and, and um, you know, uh, uh, Shan Moore and a lot of those guys, um, Rob Mitchell, all at the same time. So, you know what I mean? Instead of oh, I see I'm these with guys you. throughout the year, but it's cool. You get to see them all at the same time. And a lot of like just, just fans and spectators and, and, and uh, Damon Bradshaw was there. I got to interview him real quick. That was cool. Um, why was he not uh, competing? That'd have been awesome. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's there for. He's not. An, he's not. He was looking at it. Whatever. He's, he's getting. He's he's tiptoeing into off road, and so he did the the supercross motocross thing. He did monster trucks. Now he's off road, which is awesome, and I'm really yeah. happy about. Yeah, we and need like, we need that personality in off road more. Oh, totally. And he's great, man, too. He's really good on the mic. He's really good. He's just a good. He's just a good representative of the sport in general. And like I interviewed him and afterward people cheered. Nice. That he was that he talked. Like he he talked. And Bro, that was it's awesome. Damon Bradshaw. Because, yeah, and he, like the, like it was just like it was just like 
he wasn't like weird about it. He didn't say any weird stuff or like get stuck, hung up or not know what to say. He's just like, man, he was, yeah, he's a good person to have on that side of the sport, which I'm really excited to have him in my discipline in off-road. And so he came to the Tennessee three day and on the muddiest, the second day, the muddiest day, he got 10th overall in the first test and he hadn't even ridden out there yet. <laughs> And he's like, man, it's slippery out there. I'm having a hard time. And he got 10th overall. <laughs> it, it's like, so difficult, but damn, I did really good. God, I'm having such a hard time. And then he demolished. I mean, he demolished the moto test on Sunday. I think he well, left everyone. Again, Damon Bradshaw. So, yeah, it was like him and Billy Schlag for a little bit, and then he was gone. And, and so I want him on my – so I'm, I'm calling out Destry Abbott. I'm calling about Michael Brown, and I'm calling out Damon Bradshaw to be on my 2018 ISDE senior team. And they're probably going to be the fastest of the club teams and are going to be pushing on our trophy shit, teams. that would be awesome. Yeah, so Destry, through the grapevine, I heard that he wanted to qualify because his son is interested in qualifying. Right. And then Mike Brown kind of was like, hey, how do I get on this club team, this senior team? I want to go. That would be cool. And I was like, you need to participate. And he's like, well, I can only go to the three-day. And I was like, all right. But he ended up working the event. Mm. So maybe next year. And then David Bradshaw was like, well, I don't know. This sounds like fun. So, <laughs> so the, idea, we'll the, the idea of it is fun. It's the seven days after that that probably aren't that much fun. Oh, yeah. No. I, that, and, and that's, I mean, we're going to, I'm actually leaving for ISD on Monday. And so, um, I mean, we can talk. We'll get to talk a lot about that. Yes, so, so we're I mean, definitely going to do a post ISDE yeah, so. wrap up show with you again, and we'll that, that, yeah. that that'll be one of those things that we're you know we'll hopefully have a couple more of these under our belt, have the technology figured out, and maybe have a couple people on, you know, and that way we can kind of have yeah. like more of a more of a roundtable discussion. Really quick before we get too too uh, long <laughs> in the tooth on this kind of stuff, let's talk just a tad bit of enduro cross. So we have our 2017 yeah, yeah. enduro cross season starting up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, change of the guard, right? When 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 Taddy, yeah. won, David Knight won a ton, then Taddy won a ton, then we saw. Cody Webb get a couple, and now we see Colton Haker kind of taking that mantle. But the thing is, is within that, like when we saw these other riders start to take the mantle away from the person who had dominated before, that other rider kind of seemed to not be in the scene anymore. That's not the case right yeah. now, for sure, where we yeah. see Colton Haker coming in to try to defend <clears throat> his title. But Cody Webb is still here, and Cody Webb is consistently, I would say, getting better. Um, he may not be, yeah. uh, if nothing else, he is definitely even more rounded as a dirt bike rider and racer oh, yeah. and i think that that only makes him a better enduro cross racer because all oh, yeah. of the stamina that comes into that kind of stuff but we do know that colton haker didn't race the tko because of a foot injury so mm-hmm. you know it, it's kind of tough to to know what could be coming this weekend I, i'm sure that colton would want to ride regardless just to even get points if he is a little injured still with his with his foot um but yeah i mean it's gonna be no holes bar there in Vegas before and after the race, I'm sure at the bar. Oh, absolutely. And that's, what's cool about, <laughs> that's, what's cool about, um, like Cody Webb, he actually came out and raced uh, West hair scramble this year. Um, to, he, cause he's definitely, he knows that the speed aspect of it is not his strongest point. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so he's, he's working out, he's working at it, getting better at it. And I mean, that's, that's really where you, you really see these guys, um, see that the true champions. I mean, where they have a weak spot, they fix it instead of going, Oh, I'm just not good at that. 
they just start racing fast races. That was something like Max Gersten, um, who's also racing enduro cross, had mentioned. The reason he's racing West Hair Scrambles is to practice speed, to do some. Yep. That's I got to go faster. I mean, so he's actually leading the points in that series right now too, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So a little bit of crossover there. But the interesting thing about Webb and Haker is it wasn't like Haker just walked away with it last year either, though. Right, they were. I mean, it, it was down it to was the a, wire. It was a race all the way to the end. So I don't. I mean, it's not. It's not like. You know, it's not like Cody Webb couldn't have won it last year. It just didn't work. It just that's just the way it, you know, the the cookie crumbled and apple fell and all that other jazz. I mean, it's just it's just that's the way the season worked out. So I think that that more than anything, those two guys are still gonna be up front, and now we're gonna kind of see who's the next two guys right on them, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because that's what I would I would rather see five dudes that it could be. You know what I mean? Oh, so, for and, sure. I just got the start permission from one of the other Spaniard guys. It's going to be there. Start um, the start position. The other, oh, you saw that the there's going to be somebody. Was it the gas gas? Yeah, no. Who's Spaniard? the other Spaniard? Yes. Who's that? Was he number 80? I, at at this weekend? I think so. Okay. I can find um, him from, he was in the TKO two. Uh, yeah. I just looked at it. So, and I can't remember already. Um, I'm looking at it too. He's not. Is he not in TKO two? Does he have some other no name? Yeah, because he was on the gas gas, and I think he was like eighty. Because eighty four was Casey Satterfield. He wasn't on a gas gas, was he? Well, you keep looking. But uh, so to your point though about who could who could kind of you know you know be maybe in that top five if you go off of last year, uh, Ty Tremaine was third place in the Eurocross for 2016. That's awesome. You know, Ty Tremaine was somebody coming up with a junior, junior champion, champion, also won their super enduro. Um, so you know he's somebody that has a lot of experience um, and and certainly has a chance to be up there competing. And one of the things if we kind of like pay attention to enduro cross throughout the years, you can see that it is not always there, there's a little bit of luck involved and i would say that yeah riding dirt yeah. bikes there's a little bit of luck involved it almost feels like with enduro cross there's you know an extra 10 percent of luck involved right because just oh, yeah. like there could be a rider in a line and it's the only good line and you try to go around and then you're stuck you know and it's just like well, yeah. so it's kind of well, tough and that that's way. i mean yeah and that's but that's also you know the the saying about the luck being where skill and preparation meet yep something like that whatever they say about it but i mean because even the top guys you would think like one year they're on and they went they i mean they dominate still but then yeah i, I mean yeah there definitely seems to be i guess you know if they crash in the first corner because of somebody else that might be it which makes it tough so yep. you should have been further up front i guess i don't know yeah. uh, but that Start other writer there. is uh juan pau segura oh, okay Good that job. Guy, that guy. So I think he's racing in Durocross. So that'll be cool. We that will know, be cool. He might be really good at that stuff. And hopefully we get a couple of Europeans that um, come and drop in. But what what is now that I think about it, what is the whole change up in the name? Because it's not Enduro anymore. It's like Super Enduro something or other, right? It's Super Enduro Cross. So what they're what they're trying to do is make it is relate more line. to Super Enduro. Yeah, and just make it just make it more make it more sense make make it make more sense for people from Europe to watch our events because they go, what is Enduro Cross? I don't know what that is. Super Enduro, oh, okay. And so that's just something that Eric Perinard, that he's the, you know, coming on board mm -hmm. um, again, because like you said, you were saying changing the guard and I was thinking, oh, Bonaire owns it now. 
so so that's actually I don't know. Um, there's another. There, there's a new owner. There is, for, yeah, because it used to be. Yeah, it used to be you would go Someone to endurocross.com and you would get moved to transworld.com/slash endurocross. Yeah, um, but then was, Bonaire is yeah. the one that owns Dirt Rider, and so there has been a so, shit ton of changes in the guard at Dirt yeah, Rider. Holy so it flying brought, balls! It brought it brought uh, Eric Perinard back on board, which he's been like a. He's been a, a consultant, um, if you will. He's always helped. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's always been a consultant, uh, but now he's a lot more involved again. Interesting. And so you're going to see, yeah, you're going to see uh, a bunch of format changes. Um, and they're, they're still uh, confirming, like finalizing the rules, um, which is that's another one of my jobs is to just approve it that it that it uh, matches up to our rulebook and it makes sense. Um, so, so they're finalizing a bunch of different things like um, how people qualify through. I, I, from what I understand, there's like a last chance qualifier now um, through the amateur ranks. And there's a bunch of different ways that you can qualify for the night show. And they're trying to make it more exciting. It's definitely not like what they did to NASCAR where they basically ruined it. Right. Um, but it's, it's just a couple more ways for people to qualify and some, some better racing. And I think the women have a, a full national championship now. And the vets have a full national championship now. Um, so, so yeah, it's gonna, there's a, there's a bunch of cool uh, changes coming in. Also, um, the electric bikes are getting approved for all open CC classes. Yeah. So, so we are going to have an, ele- it's, uh, it's, it's, the, the gentleman that's racing the Ulta was going to be racing the Ulta at the TKO, but it really came down to, Hey, you know, we, we uh, are contracted to race you at Enduro cross. What if you get hurt at this event? And so he kind of had to, yeah. Uh, gracefully bow out of the Tennessee knockout. But yeah, he <laughs> was supposed to be racing Otterberg? that. Yes, he was supposed to be racing that Alta yeah. at the TKO. I saw him. I see. Yeah, I saw him training for it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's so those 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 bikes are being are um, haven't I haven't approved it yet, but that's what they're working towards. They're working towards having the electric bikes available for all classes. Well, you have like what um, two days? A day? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's how it goes. I mean, we'll get that stuff approved tomorrow and, uh, they'll be racing on Saturday. I like it. So, so it'll be good. It'll a be couple good. more guys to look out uh, for as always Kyle Redman. Um, uh, you know, if you go to yeah. dirtbuzz.com and look at the, the great write up that, uh, that, uh, Dale Spangler put together, you're going to see a lot of uh, Tanner's pictures, which are fantastic. But Tanner, uh, I don't believe, follows the series <coughs> religiously. I know that it, he, he likes to go to it when it's on his side of the country. And uh, so some yeah. of the pictures seem like it's a little, it might feel outdated, but they're really not. And they're fantastic pictures that he puts together. So then you're going to see him on a beta there, but obviously he's uh, on a Husky now with SRT. Same thing with Corey Grafunder. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Aaron, though, is, is mm-hmm. great because he's kind of, really pushing um he, he's really one of the, the faces now him and and, and noah kempel with uh, gas gas and, and their gas new gas, ownership yeah. and the new bikes that they're bringing over um and, and talking to noah and his father there at um, the tko it sounds like a fantastic motorcycle and even stock noah did so fantastic at uh the the works two the pro two class at the works <coughs> event that he rode on a completely stock motorcycle so yeah it, it sounds like you know these these quote unquote niche motorcycles, these niche brands from Europe are are really realizing that they can put a, a small dent, and if they can all do it, it could be a big dent, but a small dent in what KTM, you know, and Husky ha- have started to create. Um, which it talking to a lot of people, it feels like a lot of people are starting to kind of like want to look beyond orange. Yeah, and and I think well, it's right and- for a lot of these companies right now. Oh yeah. Well, and one thing that we all noticed at um, Tennessee Knockout is there was a lot of betas out there. 
there was a lot of betas. I mean, like KTM, everybody was on a KTM. The next bike was beta. Right. There was it was like we as they were leaving, we we're like beta, 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 and no Suzukis. <laughs> right. So, but it, it, it was an inside joke, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, so so it's it, uh, you know that guy on the CR five hundred and stuff like that. But I mean, there was there was um, a lot of betas. A lot, a lot of betas. And those guys have put a lot of work into their program too. Just like I think Gas Gas is starting to really push hard with Noah and a lot of those guys um, out here in America. And um, uh, Sherco. Yeah, I was really um, impressed with the Sherco that I wrote. Well. Yeah, so anybody that's listening to this, I wrote yeah. a Sherco 450 for the past two months and did a huge, huge review on that motorcycle. Um, and so it, it really opened my eyes to the fact that you know we're not we're not at the point where we were 20 25 years ago when everybody was thinking about getting a KTM but didn't know how they were going to get parts uh, that's such an easier thing now with the fact that we can order everything oh, online yeah. so that can't really be that much of an excuse anymore unless you're somebody that shops at your local dealer and your local dealer gives you 15% off and you're not going to go anywhere else and blah 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 so we could yeah. talk about those people later uh, but yeah, I think what we're going to see in Las Vegas is obviously we're going to see some good racing and, and I'm glad to see Enduro Cross coming back. I wish that we did have at least one semi kind of East Coast race. But it's back on the West Coast, but I really think that with the with Bonaire uh, owning it now, they're they're kind of trying to 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 reinvigorate the series. And to do that, they need to save a little bit of money and they need to put the money that they are going to spend in the right places. And they need to stay on the West Coast to do that because it just makes traveling easy for everybody. So it oh, kind of makes I mean, sense. When, when there's the one George around, it makes it tough. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, I mean, yeah, that's, it's awesome for the, for the, for the uh, East coast. But another thing um, that would be good is as we've, we're starting to see like small Enduro cross style events at fairs and things like that pop up a lot more. Um, like the, uh, that one in Juab up yeah. in Utah. There was one like this past weekend in Oklahoma. Yeah, that I was and like, so why did you do that when you're, you know, ten hours from the TKO? But whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so, so, um, so what ends up happening is we get these guys that are like, okay, I know how to do this because when you have an event come to your town once a year, how are you supposed to train for that unless you have unless you have build one of those haker tracks in your backyard or whatever? Right. But how you, you can't prep for it? There's no. It's so different of a of a of a skill. Uh, skill set that so when we have these smaller events popping up we're going to get more and more people so the yep. more events we have like that the bigger the series can start to grow again the more they can travel out to georgia and, and get a ton of local participation and really good guys locally and maybe get two events out there maybe three events out there and so that would be that's how those things cyclically try to work or need like how they do work right is is if they can get to the big enough to to sustain it, they'll do it because that's I mean they want to. I mean that's ultimately what you want to yeah. do. You want to. Oh shoot! I remember I raced uh, all the Oklahoma rounds up there in uh, all the enduro cross rounds up in Oklahoma. The first year that I went up there to race as an amateur, I remember they still had Can Am <clears throat> as a sponsor and they still had four four wheeler classes. So <laughs> that awesome. was a long ass time ago. It feels like that might have been over. That might have been ten years ago, if not maybe yeah, about ten years Jeez. ago. So that was interesting to say yeah. the least. <laughs> and so the good thing too is, is as you're seeing is you, and you kind of, you kind of mentioned it 
And this kind of brings our whole conversation in a big full circle because you mentioned this at the very beginning. We can mention it at the end or towards the end or whatever. But one of the things that helps the whole sport of extreme off-road is that we have uh, now we have an AMA extreme off-road discipline. And so now we have these events like Tough Like Roar, Last Dog Standing, which has been happening for a little bit, um, Battle of the Goats, which isn't AMA yet, uh, Mad Moose, which is coming up. It's actually in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and that's actually going to be the Michigan State Championship Enduro, uh, Extreme Enduro. Or extreme off-road event, I mean, um, <clears throat> in Michigan uh, in October, October 1st. Uh, we had Rev Limiter in Texas, which which you were at, and I think we talked about it earlier this year. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of these other events started to really spring up, and there's a lot of non-AMA ones um, that are springing up, and people are riding them more and more and more. And so when they're not, these are a lot of the guys that also race Endurocross. So we get the guys that that these events get bigger. We get more people that are looking to do this kind of thing. We get more people at Endurocross. And so that's – and then it, it all ends up with TKO where it's that's the granddaddy of them all. And, and uh, you know, we get people like Webb beating Jarvis and, and Roman and those guys. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of the whole sport is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's really cool because, because we get to watch it right, right in front of us. So it's cool. I love it. Yeah, we could just uh, bribe – uh, Sean Finley and Eric Pernard and make sure that we get to see them go head to head in a straight rhythm style fashion and we'll all win. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Eric, <laughs> that would be um, awesome. What, so you're headed to the ISDE. What are some good ways for us to mm-hmm. follow that? Um, and so that we can, you know, those of us that are off-road enthusiasts, how can we pay attention? And then, um, you know, yeah. what, are, what are your uh, expectations on the United States winning again? Uh, yeah, so one of the easiest places to follow is if you just go to fim-isde.com. When you first go to that page, it'll be French. So you just click on the British icon, and it changes it to it changes it to uh, English. With the Queen's uh, the Queen's English, the Queen's English, and uh, they say Sir a lot. Um, but uh, so it's that'll have the mo- that'll have the streaming results. That'll have all that stuff. Um, there's going to be an app that comes out when we're getting closer. Like, you know how that works when we're yep. about a, within a week, they, they come out with the app of the official uh, start list and all that other stuff. Um, we're going to be posting stuff on the AMA racing Instagram. Like I did last year with the live story. Um, <clears throat> and then we actually have Kyle Wolf coming over with us as a videographer. So every evening we're going to have a, a little recap that's going to post. So for us, it's evening for you guys. It's going to be afternoon ish. Um, so, so we'll be posting that uh, every day. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. The AMA underscore racing Instagram. Like I said, live, I'm going to have a lot of live, uh, live stuff going on with that. Um, and so there's a bunch of different ways. I mean, the biggest thing to do, though, is look out for that app, um, the ISDE app, because that was where it has the live scoring and the live results, and that's that's what we're watching during the race. I mean, we're we're on our phones on the right. on whatever if we got Wi-Fi or whatever, watching the results as it's happening, which is huge. That is that's taking the event above and beyond anything else. Which is it's just yeah, like I said, we're standing at the test waiting for our phone to tell us what time they got. So it's <laughs> it's, it's it's awesome. Perfect. It's really cool. Yeah, it's way better um, than like waiting yeah. for the cycle news to come out a month afterwards. Yeah. Or the next week or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's so, so those are the good ways to follow it. And so going into this ISD, um, I think, I think we're more prepared than we've ever been. Um, like, especially, I mean, you saw last year, we were there to win Yep. and obviously it worked out. I mean, we, we had been planning for it. I mean, we it had been stripped from us for like three years in a row. We were so close. And then la- the year before last where, where, uh, we got a rider DQ'd and, uh, rider hurt his knee and, 
man, we were so close. We got the overall with Sipes. And then this year, it just, we were there. This past year, we were there to win. And so this year, I mean, we've got, this is, we've got our all-star team from 2015. We've got Ryan Sipes, Caleb Russell, Taylor Robert, uh, uh, Thad Duvall, all there. I mean, it's, it's all our top guys. It's all, it's, we have two overall winners. I don't think that there is another team that can even do that. Right. I don't think that there's another team that has two overall winners that can race like competitively still. Um, I really have to look in that. Don't, don't quote me on that. I got to look at it. Cause I don't want to be like, whoa, whoa, Czechoslovakia does. Or whatever. You know, <laughs> like, so okay. I'll, I'll, uh, no shit. I didn't know. Um, it wasn't us. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, so don't quote me on that, but I, I believe we and two, two overall winners in a row on the same team this year. So we're, I mean, it's, we've got, we've got our, these are our best guys. This is the best effort that we can possibly put forward. There's, I mean, we've got our best team behind us. We got our best, um, we got our best riders on the team. We've got, you know, it's, it's, if we don't win, we, you know, yeah, the only thing that's they against us is us. we're in France. That's the only, I think, the only yeah. thing that it's like, because it is. It's just like there's, <clears throat> there's pride on the line when it comes to that kind of thing. Oh, um, and and yeah. so, you know, when yeah. you have, when you're not yeah. just, when you hear, like, hearing the crowd's one thing, but when you hear your hometown crowd, right, that's like such a whole nother oh, thing. Yeah. It's a whole nother <laughs> and thing. So well, it, it's, and so, that's where it's going to is... be tough. And the French didn't even come last year because of everything that happened with the DQ yes. and all that kind of bullshit. Like, so... I think that they're and, just going to come out dick swinging and we're probably just going to be better than them anyway. I can only hope so. Well, and the first thing they said, someone from one of the French guys said was the only reason you won is because we weren't there. And the first thing I said back to him was the only way you can win is by showing up. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so even the French junior team was like, oh, are these guys who didn't want to come because they were DQ'd, oh, kind of thing. Even kind of like why they didn't know why their own guys didn't come. But I mean, it, it but that's the reality is they <laughs> were in their hometown. They're the team that we, I mean, Italy's a crazy fast team. Spain is a crazy fast team. Australia is a crazy fast team. But France, that's like, yeah, that's like that's the team we have to beat. Like yeah. that's I mean, I think it's the team everybody has to beat. But everybody has to beat. I mean, it's all those countries have really 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 good teams. And so it's just going to be I mean, just like last year where all the scores counted, the first thing that's going to have to happen is we all have to finish. Cuz that I mean, Spain, Italy, Australia out. Right, last year. Yep. All because of injuries or bike failure or something like that before the finish. Yeah, and that's the grueling part about the ISDE is it's not just about being fast. It's about the fact of like yeah. being fast and keeping your machine and body together. Um, and yeah, so absolutely. That, it's, that's like, like you know, six days worth of racing, right? Not six days yeah. of riding like is, is intense, man. It can be it, yeah. the weirdest little pebble can ruin, um, you know, Everything. a very, a very your hard whole, fought whole, week. Your months and months of planning and getting ready for it. I mean, that's because that's the other thing that goes into is all the months leading up to it. I mean, we've been working on this since last year. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, and, and that's what I was going to start getting at earlier, a bunch earlier was, was six days is where you do stuff you wouldn't do anywhere else. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, Brock Hepler broke his arm on day three. Oh, is he the one that duct taped his swing arm too? Like, no, who's the duct taped the the swing arm guy? I was talking, I was telling you guy about the the guy from the sixties. 
Brock oh. Kepler last year, Brock Kepler last year broke his arm and still got third C3 at the after three more days of racing with a broken arm. Jesus. And and he's the one that changed his swing arm in nine minutes while having a broken arm. So he like that's something I mean, only at six days, like where you would break your hand and just tape it up and go, okay, we're going to get ready for tomorrow. Yep. Hydrocodone in some water, maybe a beer yeah. just to go to sleep and call it on shots. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like Thad Duvall ran an entire test without his oil in the bike. And we didn't say anything to anybody. So we didn't want anybody to know that that was even a thing. <laughs> and so, so just put screws, fill it up and okay, put a new clutch in a little bit later in the day. And <laughs> yeah, like, keep, keep going. Cause everything's going. fried. See what happens. And it's fine. It's fine. And I mean, the guys are, I mean, the guys are beat up every day cause it's six days of riding and it's not like it's a, between a hundred and 200 miles a day, six yeah. days. It's just exhausting, not just the writing, but it's just exhausting. And so, but you, they end up doing things and these guys, it's, they're so all of them, the junior team, the women's team. I mean, uh, uh, like Rachel Gudish last year had destroyed her knee and kept going, just taped it up, kept going until her bike blew up. Um, same thing. Uh, uh, Tara Geiger got hurt immediately. I think the first day got pretty badly injured and taped it up, kept going. I mean, it's no, you would not do that anywhere else. And so all the club guys are doing the same thing. And that's what's so crazy and so different about, about ISDE is you're there. There's so much more behind you. There's all of your yeah. sponsors, but then there's all the people that donated for you to represent your country. And so you're representing America. And it's the one place, too, that last year was really nice because it was during the election season. So it was really nice to get to somewhere where, like, we were just all there waving the American flag there to win and kick everyone's ass. And just win, and everybody was stoked on seeing us there. And that was great to just get out of that whole mindset and just be there, like as a team to win. And it was awesome. Well, we're not going to get so into it get too to much, but holy shit, now you get to go play around with all the political landscape of today. So good luck. Uh, uh, be- <laughs> you know what? Like I said, I, you know what? Like I said, surprisingly, like, well, we'll see. Yeah, you know what? We'll see. I because things are different, man. I like. The last man, <laughs> all right, yeah, man, that's yeah. all I can say. That's I know, like, it could Holy be cow. a whole nother hour, yeah. So, well, Mr. Eric Kudla, as always, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a fantastic time. I wish I was going with you. Always. I know that there's gonna be so many people that are just gonna have a great time at the ISDE. I appreciate it, just oh, as yeah. you said it, I appreciate the time that we got to have. Uh, at the uh, at, at TKO this past weekend, the karaoke that we sang together, uh, if you've lost that love and feeling, will never be the same in my heart um, yeah. because of what we did out there. And if you have not seen any of this, make sure you go to Art Pepin's Facebook page because I believe he was Facebook living most of the performances that we put together. Um, and so you can enjoy those there. But yeah, any last words, Eric, before we before we call it a night and I go get my third beer? Uh, no. Just thanks for having me on your deal and uh, getting ready. I was glad to spend time with you out in TKO. Yeah, everybody's getting ready for Endurocross, and I'm getting ready to go to uh, France and Francois. Yeah, France, Francois. and try to um, you know be there to witness another milestone. I mean, just the one thing that I'm looking forward to most 
is seeing our riders start first because that's <gasps> never happened. Wow. Yeah. 90, Solid 90, point. The 92nd running, the Americans have never once ever in this history of this event been the first rider on the course. And that's just, I mean, even if that is, that is a, an accomplishment that I get to see in person. So I'm very excited and I'm going to be, I'm hundred percent sure unless I don't, well, not hundred percent. If I don't have Wi-Fi, I'm obviously not going to, or internet, I'm not going to post it, but I will be streaming it live if it works. If you can, so, if it can happen. If it, if, it, if I have a service that will be live, just like it was live when they were singing our national anthem when we had the trophy last year. Yes. So I love it. Which was, again, the first time that we were the last anthem to be played. It's the first time ever in the history of this series, event. So, and that was your and that was your first year as an off road manager. So I think it's only good things yeah. to come, right? One for one. <laughs> yeah. so I like it. It's good. It's gonna be good. I'm very excited. So like I said, TKO is great. America won. We're going to ICE and, and hopefully can repeat it. So and oh, the other thing, Cody Webb is gonna be there. He's Hell on yeah. one on of the club, teams. On a damn club team. That's why I kept forgetting. The guy who just won TKO just flew ahead of us to France. Yeah, I knew that. And so, so yeah, so him, Ty Tremaine, uh, Ben Kelly, um, we got a handful of those top guys going out there from Enduro Cross and, and these style of events. So that team is going to be crazy. Uh, Cody Webb, Ty Tremaine, and Ben Kelly on our pro SRT uh, club team. Yeah, it's going to be fast, so, dude. Those guys, that yeah. is going to be the club team to beat for sure. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I know that like Cody, you know, this Ty Tremaine and, and Cody Webb, this may not be, you know, their quote unquote wheelhouse, but just what we were talking about, like all the guys, it's like when you become a professional you, and a true professional, you go, what are my weaknesses and how do I make them better? And and, and that's what they've yeah. done. They've been like, these are my weaknesses. So how do I make them better? I'm going to go put myself in situations where I'm going to lose, but I'm going to lose in a way that then I can learn from my losses. And they have done that yeah. so well that their losses have now become gains and they are becoming <coughs> such an ama- so amazingly well-rounded riders that you know mm-hmm. if they have you know five ten years left in their career in the off-road, which I hope they do, um, it, they're just it's nothing but wins like in, in whatever they put their mindset yeah. to. So it's going to be pretty awesome yeah, to watch. Absolutely. And Cody Webb actually did our ISD qualifier series on the West Coast and got second at the first one. Uh, DNF the second one, it crashed crashed pretty hard. Crashed his brains out, yeah. So, oh yeah, and so he's really good out there. Uh, Ty Tremaine actually um, came out to the East Coast. He's from Nevada. He's a Nevada rider. He came out to the East Coast and did the full gas sprint enduro series on the uh, the uh, the actual qualifiers for ISD through that series. Um, so they've been, I mean, they've been training at it, which is it's the start to it right there. I mean, they're 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 starting by training to do what they're trying to do. So, yep. which is awesome. Wicked. So anyways, I got to eat dinner. It's 1030 or something, 1020. Get to it. Well, Mr. Eric Hudla, uh, it's, it's a problem when you get two people that enjoy okay. talking on the same, <laughs> on the same, <laughs> uh, on the same audio feed, because then we don't ever shut up. So, but the good thing is, is we put a lot of content out for, for people that want to pay attention. So Eric, thank you very much for being on. And, uh, we'd obviously have fun in France. Don't do anything I would do, but of course, if you do take pictures and I guess we'll be chatting soon. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> later man so are we oh are we hanging up is this what's happening 
All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that little bit longer discussion than we thought it would be with Mr. Eric Kudla. We got a chance to discuss the Tennessee knockout and our experiences there and what happened as Mr. Cody Webb experienced his fifth consecutive TKO Enduro win. Then we got a chance to talk a little bit what we think is upcoming for the Enduro Cross season that is about to happen this coming weekend in Las Vegas. And then, of course, the ISDE is getting ready to kick off in France, where the United States is going to try to defend its title that it picked up last year. As Eric said, it's going to be great to see those guys go off first, if nothing else. So thanks for tuning in. Remember, there's all kinds of ways that you can support Seat Time. Please go check out seattime.co. support Remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you on the internet.